0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Travel Now podcast. If you're looking for inspiration for your next adventure, for money saving ways to book, or ideas to get the most out of your time away, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, thank you for stopping by. It's amazing as ever to be able to spend this time with you. I'm Luke Richardson. I'm an author of thriller novels and I have to confess a total travel addict. In this podcast, though, I bring you stories from my travels, interviews with people who've been to the places I want to go and live episodes from the road. And I'm taking a break from the live episodes from the road for a couple of weeks to bring you some incredible interviews, including this one when I talk with an incredible young woman, a really inspiring young woman. I'm talking with yoga teaching and world-travelling 16-year-old Sophia Bartolini. Sophia and her mum run an online yoga business called The Wellness Wanderers. Their business includes an excellent YouTube channel in which they share both their, the yoga side of the things that they do, various stretches and the like, and their adventures. Before interviewing Sophia, I watched a wonderful video in which they were volunteering at a school in Tanzania, and I've put that video in the show notes for you, the link directly to it, because it's brilliant. Really, really down-to-earth people, really enjoying the travel, and that, that is amazing to see. I love these conversations and I love sharing them with you as well. And this one is an especially good one. Sophia talks about the transformative effect of travel at such a young age. She talks about how movement and nature are integral to her happiness and the payoff of travel. Now, it's not all fun and games. We all know that about travel. You know, it's it's difficult there are parts of it that are hard it's not all about those beautiful photos on the beach you know there, there are bits of it that are a challenge as well and I think that's especially true for someone as young as Sophia I really enjoyed this conversation and I now feel really inspired to have some more travel of my own soon and I think that's the point of this podcast isn't it to to tell you and and inspire you to go ahead and and book that trip and make those travels. And travel now, I suppose, as the name implies. Before we jump into the conversation, I'd like to ask you a favour, though. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate if you would consider leaving it a review. Reviews help the podcast platforms decide what shows they're going to recommend and encourage listeners to take a shot on listening to something new. You can leave a written review on Apple Podcasts if you're an iPhone user or an iPad user or a star rating on the Spotify smartphone app. So either one of those or both of those would be absolutely amazing. So appreciated from me and all of our guests I know as well. Right, no more messing about. Let's listen in to this fantastic conversation with me and Sophia Bartolini. this podcast is sponsored by bookit list whether you're planning a family adventure or a solo trip get to bookitlist.co for your inspiration you can browse destinations compare excursions read blog posts from people who've been there and then add those destinations you like to your online bookit list then when you're ready to go you can book with exclusive discounts. Sophia, welcome to the Travel Now podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. It's amazing to be able to connect. How are you?
1: Doing great. Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, so pleased to be able to talk to you. Where are you now?
1: So, at the moment, we're actually doing van life through Europe. So, we came from Spain and I'm in Portugal now in Sintra.
0: Oh, fantastic. So, you're living in a van, you've you've sort of hired or bought a van for.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. We've been living in it for about a month now. And at the moment, we're actually doing a work exchange in Portugal. So we're staying at a surf camp where they have a dorm here.
0: Oh, wow. And who are you traveling with?
1: So I'm traveling with my mom and sister. And at the beginning of our travels, it was my mom, my sister, my dad, but my dad had to go back to his job in the US. And my mom and sister and I were just not ready to stop our travels yet. <laughs> so we continued on. And so yeah, my younger sister is 14. And then my mom.
0: Okay, wow. So that that's there's a lot to talk about that, isn't there sort of Fourteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old, and and your mom living in such a sm- such sort of close confines of, of, of yes. living in a van and traveling around Europe. How's that been?
1: It's um interesting to, to say the least. It's been a little tough having such a small space. There's pluses and minuses to van life. The freedom is great. Just jump in the car, hit the road, go wherever we feel like. But it's it's a small space for sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with all our luggage and whatnot. But so far, it's been an adventure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can imagine it. It's it just sort of going on the road and getting to the next place and, and seeing what sort of um, y- you discover on the way. What's been your favourite European stop so far?
1: Um. Well, in terms of van life, really enjoyed stopping in Barcelona. And actually, we're going to be heading back there after this. But yeah. Um, in Europe, in general, aside from van life, I enjoyed visiting uh, France the most.
0: Okay, let's talk me through your van life trip so far through Europe. Then, what destinations have you visited? What have you okay. seen? What have you done? And and you say you're heading back through through Spain in a few weeks' time as well.
1: Yes. Well, it was kind of unintentional. Our plan was actually go to head to Thailand and live for many months. But um, things just kind of got mixed up and we ended up not having a flight. Well, having a flight, getting to the airport and going through a whole deal, because aside from the three of us, we also travel with my sister's three dogs. So oh, wow. it adds a whole. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, three little poodle mixes. And so that adds a whole nother dimension to our travels. So this has happened quite a few times so far when we have to totally shift plans because some piece doesn't fit with the dogs or whatnot or the paperwork. So for Thailand, we were going to head there, but then um, that was in Bulgaria. And then we went to Finland to try to get another flight to Thailand. And then it ended up not working out. And with the restrictions tightening, we decided that going um, by plane probably wouldn't be the best idea at the moment. So we decided to try to figure out another way to keep traveling. And especially with dogs, something that would be a little more easy. And we found a van that people were renting. We're like, who knows? Let's give it a try. I've always (laughs) loved the idea of van life and, you know, being able to be on the road all the time. So we're like, okay, let's, let's try something new. So we, it turned out to be a 15 minute walk to the van from when we were staying. And it just seemed to work out so perfectly. From there, we left Finland and went, I mean, it was in Estonia that we got the van. So we went down through Estonia, through Latvia, through Lithuania, through Poland, and then Um, That was all kind of quick. We were just trying to get to some warmer weather because it was quite cold to be in a van up there in Estonia. So we got down through Spain and that's kind of where we slowed down the pace. We were in Madrid, Barcelona and then here now in Portugal.
0: Amazing. That's such a great trip already. You've seen so much of Europe in such a short space of time. So travel must run in your family, then it's got to be sort of a family bug that's, that's bitten you all. Where did that come from that that love to travel and whose suggestion was this great adventure?
1: Yeah, well, actually, the travel started with my grandparents who um, worked in the Peace Corps in different countries throughout Africa. And so my mom grew up with um, traveling as a kid, living in many different countries. So she absolutely loves travel. So she's the one that kind of started this like adventure we're on now. And as a kid living next to my grandparents, I would constantly hear about all their amazing trips and they had their pictures up on the wall. And I would just look through them as a kid, just fascinated, like, I have to go see these places now. And so about, I think it's yeah, about a year ago, my mom was like well, let's try something new as a family. And we decided my dad was finishing up a project. He um, works in construction and he was finishing up a hotel project. So we were like, okay, this could be something we could try for a while. And we were also starting a family business of um, wellness and yoga. And so we thought, why not we combine this and travel around filming these classes? So it was kind of just in an idea stage. And then um, we booked the flight to, Ecuador was our first stop. And we were just kind of like, let's play it by ear. Let's see each month, you know, how it goes. We always felt like we could go back if we needed to. So we were like, let's just test the water a little bit. And we absolutely loved it. Some more than others, my dad and sister aren't as eager travelers as my mom and I, but um, it's been quite, (laughs) quite a long year and really incredible. So my mom sort of started it and my grandparents, an inspiration
0: it's in the blood sort of thing it's, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah so that's an interesting point you mentioned there you know about about some members of the family are keen on different things or you know there are there are certain yeah. things that that different people like obviously as it, as in any family has there's got a, it can't all have been plain sailing throughout that year you know i i remember what it was like being a teenager it wasn't that long ago you know and i you know, th- th- there's arguments that come over the over the silliest little things in, in families, aren't there? How do you how do you keep the peace when when it's when you're on the road, when you're living in close, close quarters, or to be honest, not, not really spending much time with other people who aren't family members?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely have its rough patches. And there's been some particular times where we're like, this is too much, maybe we should just head back, but um we've kept going and particularly in van life it's been close quarters for sure and there's definitely yeah. some tension about having to live in such a small place and you know sharing space with all our stuff and in the very beginning we actually just traveled with our backpacks which was very rough on my sister particularly because she didn't want to just have a back per- backpack worth of stuff she wanted to you know have a little more comfort and more ability to to you know do her activities and whatnot so we kind of shifted in the year and moved to more of like to you know um, consider everyone's needs so we have to kind of change so we got luggage instead of backpacks made it a little more slow paced and that was kind of our intention with going to Thailand because we were all a little tired at that point of being on the road and again like you say close quarters kind of feeling like we need a little rest and a little break. So we were like, okay, we're going to go to Thailand and we'll be there for six months. Kind of like a big, that's for us seems like an eternity after traveling like weeks to weeks, months from one place to another. But again, we ended up back on the road, which is kind of, kind of exciting to see some new places and, it turned out for the best because we ended up here in Spain and Portugal, but that was our intention with going to Thailand, kind of slow it down, you know, let everybody get a little break, find a bigger house to stay in.
0: I really think there's a travel lesson there, isn't there? And it's something I talk Mm -hmm. about a lot is not having your travel plans too fixed in your mind, because even in the old days where it was a lot more stable than things are now, travel things change you know there's storms or there's there's some kind of change in a some kind of political change or anything can happen and and Mm -hmm. your holiday can get rerouted and actually the attitude that you've got there of thinking oh we'll just go and do this is is such a one.
1: yeah yeah for sure it's been there's been a lot of twists and turns and there's been some times where we have to totally change our plans last minute and it's definitely been kind of a practice it's like we have all this momentum to go to a place and so then the next minute we're headed in a different direction and it's the more this happens the easier and more we expect it and yeah
0: yeah exactly the more you become used to it I suppose yeah for sure Brilliant. Do you think or do you have any plans to return to the U.S. to return to an inverted commas home?
1: Yes. Well, actually, um, this past summer, we visited my grandparents for a month in the U.S. And we have plans to go back this summer once again. And do you think that
0: will be just a just a trip there, you know, a month and then you'll travel again?
1: Yes, well we're hoping to keep going on the road. So we're kind of we always what we did last year is we we were like okay, we want to we want to go back to the US and we want to see family, but we were just not ready to stop our travels. So we booked our return flight actually to Tanzania before we went to the US so that we knew we were keeping moving, so it was only a stop on the way. So probably this summer once again we're going to be going for a visit and then figuring out where to head next.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's Talk about how your life then is different from that of sort of the average 16 year old, you know, you,
1: you
0: you don't go to school in the formal sense of, do you, do you study online Mm. or do you, do you do something? I mean, traveling the world is a study in itself, isn't it? You, you learn so much, but in the sort of formal sense, do you do any studying?
1: So my sister and I have actually always been homeschooled. So it wasn't too much of a transition to um, take our schooling on the road. We do our school online with our laptops. Mm -hmm. And then also we do um, really a big part of our learning is in person, getting to meet with people. And like whether it's a cooking lesson in Zanzibar, where we learn the different traditional spices they use or meeting the Maasai village and, you know, hearing about their history and the people there so it's kind of a combination of you know working online and learning online through different platforms and then learning about the countries in person yeah
0: I think you're absolutely right there's nothing you know you can learn about the Romans but going to Rome is the best way to do it isn't it as an example you know you can learn about all these cultures but actually going to see where they live and how they interact is always going to be the is always going to be the best way I was asking about about university or college, as you call them in the States. Do you think you'll go and study in a formal sense at at that stage of your life? Or do you think you're too sort of wedded to the to, to studying on the road now?
1: Yeah, exactly. So for college, I have um, thought about going probably back to the US or studying abroad. My sister um, has a very clear plan. She wants to be a chef. And so she was studying in France and she actually toured a college in France that she wants to go to either there or she's thinking um, Japan for cooking school for college there.
0: Amazing. That sounds fantastic. It's just so many, so many good options to have do you think though let's let's look at sort of the other side of it do you think there's anything that you miss having not grown up as a a, not having a a regular and I'm using inverted commas very strongly there. sort of 16 year old lifestyle is there anything you think oh it would be so much more simple if
1: (laughs) yeah for sure there are definitely those moments especially when things get rough on the road that all I'm like it's like sounding pretty nice right now. The normal lifestyle, the town, the friends. And there's certainly a part of that, of being on the road. Like most of the time, I don't speak the language in the country. So I'm mostly just talking to my mom and sister. And I do have friends back in the U.S. And we still chat online, which is nice. And when I'm back there, I get to see them. But I can definitely say there are some sides where you can say... Travel can be tough as a teenager in particular because you don't have that stability, that um, community where you can have friends and nearby close to family. I certainly miss my grandparents a lot being on the road and everything. And my dad, too, being back in the US.
0: Mm. So
1: there's that side where it's like sometimes the comforts of like a community in town seem appealing, but. For me anyway, I feel like the adventure and the opportunity to get to see these incredible places that it's like really a once in a lifetime chance. I feel like to me, it's it's worth it.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree with you completely. And I think you're a real um, sort of trailblazer for people who who have talking more to the parents, I think, than the, than the children. You're not a child, but people of your age talking more to the parents who would say, Oh, that, that's, I've got to not travel because of the commitments, yeah. the school commitments, the, yeah. the, all those sorts of things, you know, tell me about your business that you and your mum and, and your sister run then.
1: Yeah. So for me, um, our business and yoga, meditation, wellness are very closely tied to travel because my very first travel experience was when I was 14 and my mom, sister, and I went to Costa Rica. And that's where I really found an interest in yoga and wellness and living a healthy lifestyle. So when we went back to the US after Costa Rica, I just had such a strong like want to go back and have that same experience of traveling with wellness and yoga. And we kind of came up with an idea of how we could keep doing that by running an online business. And we've seen other people traveling as well who run online wellness businesses. And we thought this would be the perfect opportunity to do two things we love, which are teaching yoga and meditation and traveling at the same time. And my mom has somewhat of a background in that. And so some, so do I. So it was kind of the Perfect combination and also kind of gave us a bigger vision for our travels and um, doing it long term so that it can be um, more sustainable in that way.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I think also the idea of sort of wellness in the travel community is it can go two ways because sometimes um, people travel in such an aggressive way that actually they're not considering their own sort of needs in doing that, aren't they? They go, right, I'm going to go to Thailand for a month and I'm going to see everything that there possibly is to see. And you come home and you're more tired than you were when you left, weren't you?
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. We've certainly had those moments where we've put too much into a schedule and we really feel it. It's, it's exhausting and it's not, not at all. It's the opposite of wellness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So does that, how does that change your travel sort of experience on a day-to-day basis then? You you take time to practice your yoga and and I'm I'm just suggesting things, but what, what things do you do to ensure that wellness is a priority as part of your travel?
1: Yeah, so while we're on the road and even living in a country, we really put a priority on spending time moving, getting out in nature, especially because you could just see so many unique things in each country that way by getting out and hiking and exploring. So we try to be active in each country and not just, you know, sit on a tour bus and just see the top sites. Not that that isn't a great way to see some parts of the country, but really focus on being active in the country and moving, getting out in nature and eating healthy in general, minus sometimes, you know, trying a special treat or dessert in a place, but focusing on finding the wellness in each place too. So going to yoga studios locally in each country, it's kind of surprising actually how much wellness and yoga and meditation there actually is in each country so wherever we go we can kind of find community that way by finding the healthy local restaurants cafes connecting with people who teach yoga in each place so that's kind of how we keep keep our wellness well <laughs> while traveling at the same time
0: yeah and, and that is what your business is then so it's sort of lessons to do with this wellness and, and yoga and
1: meditation
0: online right
1: yes yeah so we teach um we do a lot of collaborations with um, local photographers and even sometimes wellness um, retreats and places where we film our classes and then yeah we take that on the road and find new sceneries particularly in um, nature because that's for us is a big part especially in traveling and seeing the different places and the natural like beauty of each country
0: Love it. I love it. It's such an inspiring story. What advice would you give or what would you say to someone then, either someone in your position or in your mom and dad's position who, who looks at this lifestyle and would, and would like to give it a go? Where should they start? What's the, what's the first step?
1: Well, the first step for, for us was kind of just figuring out as a family, like what our goal was with this this travel journey and why we felt that it would be an experience that would be both like educationally, like um, an educational experience and also an experience that really would take our family on an adventure because we had, we weren't feeling the best in the U S and in particular sitting all day inside. Most of the time especially during the pandemic where everything was shut down and we were feeling kind of like their lifestyle wasn't serving us in any way or helping us, you know, understand the community or get out into the world. So taking that shift and kind of just noticing the fact that we wanted something different than mm-hmm. the typical, like, you know, American um, lifestyle. We wanted to try to step out of that box and, really see the world and get to explore. So the first step for us was kind of just establishing what our vision was and then figuring out a way that as a family, we could make a vision like that work.
0: And what did that involve then figuring out that way yeah. that you could make that vision work? Are you talked about going, um, you talked about that first trip, but what planning was involved? Was there a discussion as to where you should go? You know, was there, yeah. Tell me about yeah. that process. Yeah. I'm interested.
1: So we always have been kind of a team with deciding where we go. And especially during the pandemic, at first it was kind of just, we have to go where it's safe and open. And because the a lot of the countries were closed when we first started. And we also wanted to find a place where there was a lot of opportunities. So our first thought was, to do a work away experience where we can exchange working for staying. So we kind of looked for opportunities where we could volunteer or work and stay in different countries. And um, so what we really do is we kind of have like a family meeting and we still do this now where we're just like, okay, where are we gonna go next? And then we all kind of brainstorm ideas and look at the countries that seem like a possibility. And a lot of the times it's an opportunity that comes up. We connect with someone in the country who has a yoga place or it's a volunteer opportunity or a work exchange, which is what we're doing here in Portugal. And then we all work together on finding flights and researching the best places to go, finding accommodations. It's kind of a group effort. And, <laughs> and we all consider like what each of us is looking for in, a, in a, the experience. So my sister really loves Europe. It's just, she really likes it here. And so she's not as eager to go say to um, places like Tanzania or Ecuador, where we have like the living is a little more rough and it's a little more challenging in the country, which I, I personally really enjoy the adventure of it, but we really take all of our needs into consideration. And then we figure out where the best opportunity is, whether it's for learning or an opportunity like that.
0: I love that idea. Yes, you're absolutely right. And and the thing you've touched on there is that travel means different things to different people, doesn't it? And mm, the yeah. fact that your sister loves Europe and the and the different cultures and the different food, and you that you can do that in quite a luxurious way. You know, you can do that yeah. without having where, where the toilets look the same, you know, <laughs> or yes. where you, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, it. you know, or whatever. That's fine. That's just yeah. as valid as someone like yourself yeah. who loves the idea of living in a tent in the desert for a week. Or yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, it definitely means different on, things sorry. to different people for sure and I think that's the difference between say like family travel or couples traveling or solo travel because in a family more than ever you have to really really work together to find something that fits everybody otherwise someone's going to be miserable and that would not be an enjoyable experience for anyone
0: yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and I think that's a really important lesson for everyone all all forms of travelers then yeah I'm interested to to talk about how we talked about your yoga and your your business there, but how does that give you, how does that connect you to the places that you visit? Because it makes, I mean, I'm struggling to sort of express this, but in a way I feel like that stops you being just a tourist, doesn't it? Because you're going Mm, there to almost give some, almost... Give something to the people you see, and to your subscribers and your followers and your your clients, I suppose, via the yeah. via the the, the 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 people that that, that support your business. Um, does that ever sort of feel like work? You know, you think, oh, I'd just love to sit on the beach, but we've got to go and teach this yoga lesson and we've got to go and climb this mountain to film an amazing shot of us doing some stretches at 5,000 feet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, well, because that was our intention in the very beginning and that made um, travel kind of possible. It sometimes, it definitely sometimes feels like work, but because I'm so passionate about sharing this and I feel like it takes the travel for me personally, to a different, more meaningful level, because it's a way I can connect in each country with people. Whether it's teaching kids yoga in Ecuador or filming in the Serengeti, it's just a different aspect that, to me, for it's always been a part of my travels. So it doesn't seem like work because it's. Um, It's like a part of the experience in each country. um, Filming is different. We have to connect with the local people to find a guide to take us somewhere to film. So we get to meet different people this way. And um, yeah, and there's certainly moments where it's just like, oh, it'd be really nice to be on vacation right now (laughs) because it's such a beautiful spot. And we certainly take days and weeks to just enjoy and experience a place without the um, yoga and wellness aspect of filming and whatnot. For sure. Yeah.
0: I think that's I think that's important what you've just said there, the idea of of taking time to, to actually relax as part of your travels. Because
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I know that I sometimes when I go away somewhere, I, you go at it with that sort of attitude of I've got to see everything, I've got to do everything, and it becomes <laughs> it becomes sort of stressful in its in itself, you know, when yeah. it when it yeah. really when it really shouldn't be. Sophia, this has been amazing. I've absolutely loved to connect. Where can people find you? and all of the things that you do online
1: well we actually have our youtube channel which is wellness Wanderers yoga and we share videos every single week some of them are travel adventure experiences others are wellness and yoga meditation and then as well on instagram where we share our journey as well at wellness um wanderers yoga
0: That's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the Chavanel podcast. It's been amazing.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: What a conversation and what an inspiring young lady. I'm so grateful to this podcast to be able to have those sorts of conversations. They really inspire me and I hope that comes across for you as well. What I particularly liked about this conversation, a couple of things I picked out whilst we were talking... As someone who loves solo travel, I don't really think about travelling with family in the way Sophia does. Like, I travel in a in a no-compromise sort of way. I can just go, get up when I want, do what I like. And I love that. But it does sound interesting to have someone along and um, have to make that compromise. It sounds like you're sort of sharing, sharing the, the joy as well as... It sounds like something added rather than something taken away, I think. And and Sophia talks about that quite quite openly in, in the interview, doesn't she? She talks about how they build a trip that suits them all. There's no talk about I want to do this. It's what we are doing. And that's very different to me. You know, that I, I'm I'm very selfish when I travel and because it because it's a trip that I I want to do and I'm doing it for my own sort of self. But Yeah, it's a very different outlook and it's one that I like and it's one I'm certainly going to think about. Another thing she brings up is that fear of changing plans or fear of things not going to plan, which I think I've had in the past as a traveller and I don't think I'm alone with that. I think there's actually a natural fear of things going wrong when you travel and you think, oh, I won't be near where I live, so everything will be more difficult. But Sophia talks about this so positively, doesn't she? Things will go wrong. Things will change and and they adapt to their trip to suit them, whatever those things may be. That's something I'm going to try and sort of keep in mind when I'm travelling as well. Also, she talked about how travel is education. As you heard in the interview there, I asked Sophia about school and I used to be a a school teacher. So uh, I sort of in a way, I sort of had my, my, my old teacher's head on when I was doing that because I know what the average sort of 16-year-old's school life is like. And she quite rightly sort of put me in my place in a way. She did it very nicely. She wasn't being rude and nor was I, but she quite rightly put me in my place because meeting Maasai tribes people or completing a local cooking class or, or volunteering in a school, as I, as I watched them in the video, is education. She's absolutely right. That got me thinking, you know, as an ex-teacher, maybe my, my perception of education is very traditional. It's fixed on that traditional. I bet she learned more in one day in Tanzania, as an example, than the average European or American 16-year-old would sat in a school classroom in rows listening to someone like myself talk about a long-dead poet. For hours on end you know (laughs) it's just something to bear in mind she also talks about establishing your vision and i love this idea you establish your vision and then figure out what would make that vision work and this is a big thing that i know i'm guilty of not doing i'm guilty of not doing that it's so easy to sort of drift along take things as they come and sometimes that's fine But consciously deciding something, I think, is so much more important. And if you're trying to have a life that's a little bit alternative, that's a little bit out of the mainstream, that's a little bit of a challenge, I think you do need to consciously decide, don't you? You do need to consciously decide, I will do that trip now. I will make that happen. I mean, actually, maybe not. Maybe not with... And maybe not if you're trying to have a life outside of the mainstream. Maybe if you just want to go on a life-changing adventure, or you want to go and see something or you want to do something that is a challenge, you need to consciously think, right, this year I'm going to go to Egypt and see the pyramids because I've always wanted to, you know. Or this year I'm going to go to Thailand and I'm going to see or I'm going to go to Cambodia and see Angkor Wat or I'm going to go to Chichen Itza in Mexico or whatever. It's something I've always wanted to do. You set that as a vision. And then you figure out how to make that work. I absolutely loved it. I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant conversation and a brilliant point that I'm going to take forward from it. Please do check out Sophia online, um, her Instagram. She's on, uh, there's a website, a YouTube link. They're all in the show notes. A uh, wellness wanderers is, is her sort of tag. Uh, you can find that on YouTube and, and, and the website and and Instagram wellness wanderers. They've got a brilliant YouTube channel. If you are, planning a big trip, or you're a traveller yourself, or you've been on a really inspiring trip, then I would love to have your voice on the Travel Now podcast. I'm trying to have this podcast with a whole range of voices, from Sophia, 16-year-old yoga-teaching world traveller on one end, to someone completely different to that on the other end. I'm loving these conversations. You don't have to have a large social media following, travel for full time, or even have done the trip that recently. Reach out and let's have a conversation. It's hello at lukerichardsonauthor.com. That's my email address. Hello at lukerichardsonauthor.com. And again, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I would massively appreciate your rating, reviewing or sharing it. That'll help other interested people come on these journeys with us. So, yeah, talking about sharing it. If you know someone who loves travel, put it in a WhatsApp message or a text message to them or email it to them. Say, this is something I think you would love. That's the sort of thing that even in this world of algorithms and whatever, just someone saying you might like this, an actual human to another actual human saying you might like this is so valuable. Right. Thank you so much for listening to the Travel Now podcast. I appreciate you so much. As I say, my email address, connect with me, um, say hello. Hello at com, or I'm on Instagram at Luke Richer, l u k e r i c h a and for information about my writing and my travels, take a look at my website lukerichardsonauthor.com. <laughs> Book it list sponsor this podcast. To take all of the effort out of planning your life-changing trip, start by creating an online bookit list at bookitlist.co. Share with friends, order by location, price, and then book with great discounts. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon for the next episode of the Travel Now Podcast. Safe travels!